You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? It's your boy, Mike G. It's do or die time for the Tigers in Jordan-Hare this Saturday. How will they match up with Lane Kippen's Rebels to have a chance in this one? Let's drop it on What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your boy, Mike G, here with my guy, B-Will. We're talking Auburn football mm-hmm. this morning. Uh, I'll give my opening thoughts about Lake Kiffin versus Vince. Guys, was not good. Um, Auburn is on track for one of the worst offenses uh, statistically that we've seen in the last 23 years. It's dating back to 1998, uh, 2012. Uh, they they had 3,600 yards of total offense. They're on track maybe to not even get that this season. So Ole Miss is the next opponent. It's going to be a tough one for Hugh Freeze uh, and this Auburn defense that is somewhat dinged up. Uh, so uh, Keontae Scott, I'm not sure if he'll be back for this one. Uh, he had surgery. And you know ultimately, it's going to come down to Jackson Dart versus the Auburn secondary. What can DJ James, Jalen Simpson and company do to slow down a Jackson Dart that's doing pretty well? I I got some stats here for you guys this morning uh, to talk a little bit about about our guy Jackson Dart and how he's doing. I'm going to pull this up here. uh, and We're going to take a unique look at Jackson Dart and what he's been able to do this season. So far, Jackson Dart this season is doing pretty well in almost every zone. As you can see from 10 yards in, he's He's accurate, guys. He's going to find a guy behind the line of scrimmage. This So far this year, he's been perfect. Uh, you know, this is – he's throwing the ball at about a 63% clip. So, he is gettable. This is a gettable quarterback. But Lane Kiffin will be sure to give Jackson Dart volume to make sure that he gets to his numbers. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see if 
they can slow him down a little bit because they're going to let him throw the ball. As you can see, six touchdowns right there in the middle of the field beyond 10 yards. Uh, he's been able to score and find guys there in the middle of the field, both deep and short. So when you look at the outsides, he's not throwing a ton of touchdowns to the outsides of the field. It's normally in the middle of the field where they're attacking. Auburn will have to guard that a lot so far. As, as, as you can see, a majority of the yards he's gained is over the middle protect the middle that's where he likes to go uh they have clear tendencies on offense that i think auburn uh can uh exploit and, and try to slow them down now obviously on offense it's going to be a little bit of an issue for the tigers uh peyton thorn has not been great so far this season uh and possibly looking at a quarterback change maybe this saturday uh b joins me again uh b uh, just I put some. Uh, you know what? Since you came back, I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put some stats up about Jackson. We're talking about Auburn's defense versus the Ole Miss uh, offense here. Right. Jackson Dart, man, whew, over the middle of the field, he's pretty good. Yeah, he lives over the middle of the field. Uh, almost all his touchdowns, a majority of his yards over the middle of the field. Um, he's been pretty good in every zone. He's only sixty three percent on on the year though. He's only 63% on the year. So yeah. this is a gettable quarterback. What are your thoughts on Jackson Dart versus the Auburn secondary? Jackson Dart is gettable. He he makes mistakes from time to time. He's going to give you an opportunity to pick him off. But the middle of the field intermediate really is a, is a good sign for him in the Ole Miss offense because that's where a lot of coaches won't let quarterbacks throw if they don't trust them. Yep. Um, we, we've often – Wondered why we didn't pass over the middle more, whether it was with Gus and, and uh, at times with Harson and, and now even with Hugh Freeze. But to be honest with you, the middle is where you go to get tipped balls and intercepted balls if you aren't pinpoint accurate, if your timing isn't great. So if your timing isn't great, they used to stay away. Jackson Dart getting the green light and, and Lane Kiffin calling those plays to go over the middle. That means he has the trust of his coach and it makes everything else in the offense work better. So. That's why they've been better this year on offense. And I don't know how good we're going to be. I would have told you before last week against LSU that, hey, yep. we're the best passing defense they would have seen. But now I uh, – um, with the guys that we have been missing, it's still a dicey proposition. And we still had guys out there. It seems like the simp being on the field makes a night and day difference. It, it just does, especially when you do have to bracket uh, a really, really good receiver. And – do we have enough with Keontae Scott mm. respectively coming back I mean, playing this weekend? Do we have enough? Will Simp be on the field having enough? I think that makes this a much dicier proposition for Ole Miss than it would have been if either one of those guys is out. Right. But we shall see. I, I don't see him having the same uh, deep success that he has had. Well, he's been a little shaky deep. That's where his percentages drop. He's been like one third, uh, uh, 33, 34, 35% out there. And I think that probably holds. But the real question is, are we going to be able to control them coming over the middle and still going to the outside? We shall see. Yeah, you got to create pressure on Jackson Dart. Uh, now, he's about 50-something percent under pressure so far this year, but he's only under pressure on 30% of his dropbacks. So Auburn is going to have to find a way to get after this young man and make him uncomfortable. Let's yeah. talk about the Auburn pass rush here for a second. Auburn has to find a way to create, make him uncomfortable. You know, you got a pocket QB. I mean, he's an underrated runner at times. He ran for like 140 yards in this game last year. Yeah, he's a he's a decent yeah. runner. 
Yeah, he's, he's, a he's, yeah. he's a runner. Um, uh, but you got to create. You still got to create pressure. You got to make him comfortable, uncomfortable. How does Auburn get him out of his comfort zone uh, and maybe force him into a few mistakes? Well, the real question would be, do we have a pressure package that can do it or does their offensive line have a susceptible point, a weak point somewhere in that front? So far from what I've seen, they don't have a point that's just egregiously bad where you can just say attack that side. Now, I haven't looked at the advanced advanced metrics. I'm waiting on those to come out on Friday as a couple of sites to post some of those to let us know if we have a distinct advantage at any individual position against uh, Ole Miss's off- offensive line. But from what I can see, it's still going to be about us creating pressure. Four is going to be a tough task. That's the problem. Four is a tough task. You still got Quinshawn Judkins, who's still an outstanding runner for them. And I think you have to respect that run. You have to load up like what teams want to do to us except they've got a guy who can be accurate passing over the middle intermediate maybe not downfield so much but you still got to respect it all so if you got to create pressure on them you're going to have to do it with five but do you want to send somebody when they're going to be throwing over the middle of the field that means you send the linebacker you're toast you send the linebacker and you're Mm -hmm. toast because lane's gonna dial it up and they know that we want to send one asante is probably our best blitzing player well I'd, i'd say dk as well DK, Asante, they're, they're still our run defenders. So you're going to send somebody after the blitz, you better pick correctly and you better get home because they're going to have the tools in their belt to adjust to make us pay for it. Uh, let's flip over to the other side of the ball, the Auburn offense versus the Ole Miss defense. Uh, Brian, Auburn, obviously the question for everybody is, who is Hugh Freeze going to roll out there first at quarterback? Will it be Robbie Ashford or will he continue to go with Payne Thorne? He told us at the Monday presser that we should expect to see both quarterbacks. That leads me to believe that Thorne may start. If if that is true, what are the chances that they go with Thorne and how many boos will they get from the crowd if they do that? I mean, <laughs> uh, right now, before you go, public perception is is, is tough right now on that young man. And, and so is, I mean, the trials and tribulations of being the Auburn starting quarterback, right? Like, you know, right. they say, you know, what the, what's the old trope? Uh, 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 way too much credit and way too much for the blame. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, the, and I want to stress, the problems on offense are widespread and systemic. I think it starts with what they're asking them to do. Um, I don't think they've done Thorne any favors, but they brought him in here because they expected him to be better at a baseline than what he's been. Right. We expected a higher floor. The floor was going to be raised, right? Right. Regardless of play calling and receivers and all this stuff. Um, You know, I was talking to Ben Taylor uh, today on uh, WNSIP, and and he was talking about how at the end of the day, Thorne not being able to or barely being able against LSU to get to 102 yards. Uh, it, it says something about maybe those receivers at Michigan State were carrying him and not the other way around. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not sure how much I I think that maybe that's true to some extent, but I think more of this is on Hugh Freeze. Uh, however, they've got to find something that works over these last six games. So going, you know, again, I'll ask my question again. Uh, what are the chances we see Robbie Ashford first on Saturday, uh, given what I just said? 
there's always a chance that Hugh Freeze could have said exactly what he said in the presser, just so Ole Miss didn't think that there was going to be a full Robbie-controlled offense, the most dangerous runner. They know that they're going to see him, but what they had, nobody has seen him be unleashed as if he were the starter, which means the full breadth of the offense at his disposal and the offensive coordinator calling it that way. So even if it upset the fan base to hear that you're going to trot the same guy out there who can barely get over 100 yards in Power 5 uh, play, I am hoping that that was a, at least a little bit of gamesmanship and that what we've seen so far, again, including the bye week against the worst defense in the SEC to come out and do almost nothing, you've got to pass the sticks. Thorne has to pass the sticks. Whether it's it's Robbie, and you would assume it's Robbie because he's gotten the most snaps and experience so far this season, and holding Gurner, pass the sticks to somebody else, whether you thought it was going to work, whether you thought Thorne was going to have a really high floor and make your offense work at a bare minimum, like you said, the, our lows should be higher than they are. It's not working. I don't think it can get any worse than barely breaking 100 yards passing in Power 5 play each game. I think you've got to go with Robbie. Whether he starts, hey, maybe Thornton is on the field for the first drive and then we see nothing but Robbie after that. Whether or not he starts, to me, isn't as important as who's getting the bulk of the snaps and who was preparing to attack the Ole Miss defense this week in practice. I hope that's been Robbie Ashford. Uh, I'll tell you this. Whether he starts or not is kind of important to me based on the tendencies that this coaching staff has shown. Um, number one, I think it will point to a mindset that Maybe they can still get it done with Thorne. Maybe they can. Mm. My faith is waning. <laughs> um, number two, he has not shown a propensity so far to s- let Robbie Ashford stay in the game for extended periods of, of time, even when yeah. he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it feels like he's pulling the plug on him every time he starts to get something going. So not letting him get the start, to me, points to more of the same. Until we see something, I could be wrong. Until we see something different, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Let's move on here from quarterback and let's move to the running game. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're going to stay on quarterback because Peyton Thorne is the leading rusher. Uh, how did they get this running game going? Uh, but T and Cobb, you know, Cobb got some really, really good time against LSU. Uh, showed the promise that a lot of fans expected out of that young man. Uh, how do they get the running game going, you know, in a way that actually makes Ole Miss nervous? Well, the way to do that would be to play Robbie Ashford. You know, stop me if you've heard this. Okay, but running quarterback being back there, it opens things up for the running backs. We saw an offense in the offensive line that could could what was the worst yards before contact offensive line in the SEC last season before Cadillac took over, and all of a sudden turns into one of the best ones. Now, Robbie was still back there, but they weren't asking him to do the things that would make him dangerous running, which would then in turn free things up for the running backs. If you do that, the running backs are going to have room. They're going to find that room. Mm. But how intentional do you want to be about that? This, To me, this comes down to whether Hugh Freeze has said, well, you know what? I know what I want to do this year. It's not going to work. It's just win game time. It's win game time, keep the ship together time, keep these kids motivated time, keep the recruits on board time, and just win games. That is now my sole purpose, Maintain maintaining uh, continuity for the players who are going to be here between this year and next year. I'm not worried about that. Does he just want to win the games? Because we know he wants to throw the ball, or we know at the very least he wants to be a balanced offense. We've seen him stop a talented, potent run game 
and make some pass attempts in the middle of a, a good drive. And it slow our drive down because we haven't been able to connect in the passing game. Has he accepted that that's not what we're going to be good at? And now it's time to do what we can be good at if we are going to intentionally do it, that is run the ball. We will find out. Every, every week we find out something else about what our coaching staff thinks and where they're at mentally about what our kids can do. We shall see if they have bailed on the passing game, I guess you could say, and, and intentionally focused on the running game this year. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how they're able to get that going. Uh, me personally, Jarquez Hunter has had a rough start to the season. Um, I'd like to see that young man uh, get going. Uh, but T, obviously, I think is doing well. Uh, we've seen him. But at some point, they have to commit to a plan. Um, you know, we point to quarterback with a lot of the rotation that's going on. But the truth is, is that they've been rotating almost every position, wide receiver, uh, running back. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys play. Um, you just got to find a way to get in a rhythm and do something that works, I think. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see uh, if they can do that. So, you know, can they keep their cool? Right. If. Ole Miss gets out to a fast start in Jordan Hare. Now, we, I recorded a podcast the last night, and one of the things we talked about was can Lane Kiffin take out the crowd early? Jordan Hare is a tough place to play. Don't underestimate the home field advantage that they have in this. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a tough one uh, uh, for, for Jackson Dart to come in and, and try to find success. The energy is going to be great. I know people have not lost hope in Auburn football just yet uh, for the season. But um, I expect that to be a raucous environment. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Come, let's jump into some comments here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this morning's morning drop. Uh, Steve Bradley says, uh, glad to see D. Scott and Austin Keys back at practice. We need them. D. Scott? Keontae Scott, maybe? Scott, yeah. Keontae Scott, okay. Um, Yeah, I was unsure when we started the segment. I was actually unsure if Keontae Scott would play. Uh, Thank you for confirming that. It'll be interesting to see how he bolsters bolsters that Auburn uh, defense and if they put him back at punt return immediately. So we'll see. Jonathan Boyson says, if we don't create pressure, though, he will dice us up. So I'm not so sure. I I look at Peyton Thorne between last year and this year, and he has improved. They've improved some things. Uh, what's his name? Lane Kiffin's quarterbacks get better year two if they stick with them. If he sticks with them and they stick with the team, they get better year two. Jackson Dart is better than he was last year. He 
he's still not scary. And that doesn't mean it takes a scary QB. Like, Jaden Daniels was scary. He was scary. Under pressure, he can make throws. He's accurate way downfield. That's not Jackson Dart. That's not Jackson Dart. We don't, they, they don't have the same level of, of offensive talent that, that LSU had. I'm not quite as worried as I was about Jay. I was legit worried about Jaden Daniels, but Jackson Dart doesn't scare me as much, man. And their offensive line isn't elite. Uh, pass blocking this year, I'm looking at uh, some of the advanced stats for. These are averaged up to the game they played against Arkansas. This hasn't been accounted for after they played that game, but Ole Miss offense, their rush success, 75 out of 130, which is not great. So we don't have to necessarily be so worried about the run. They haven't been run blocking fantastic. Now, they have a lot of success passing, but that's not because their offensive line has been doing a bulk of the work. It's been scheme and the quarterback being better. I'm, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about getting blown out of this game the way yeah. Jaden Daniels and, and, and company are. It's going to be still about can we control the clock? We still have to do that. That's still the game plan. The game plan, like it should have been against LSU, is run, control, clock, run, control, clock, run, control, clock. If we do that, I don't think this is the type of offense that can just, I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to get whatever I can get as soon as I get the ball. Jaden Daniels and company, that was the type of offense. They can go for seven every time. Jackson Dart and company, I don't know if y'all watch their games. Hmm. They start slow usually. And then they kind of build up a little bit and their second halves are way better. If we stifle them and keep the ball away, they will have trouble keeping it going and we can keep Ole Miss and Jackson Dart under control. Agreed. Kevin Wong, appreciate you becoming a member. Continue to do this. This is a great way to support our channel. Uh, Steven Bradley, we got to get our running game going like it was intended. Uh, agreed. I think the running game is going to be super important, especially if you can't. I mean, it should help open things up for the passing game uh, if you can run effectively, but expect teams to load the box and try to stop Auburn. Um, I imagine that's going to be the formula for everybody defensively going forward. Uh, Corey Weber says, I think I read that the top wide receiver for Ole Miss is out this weekend. Hmm. We'll change things. Yeah, we'll look we'll look into that one. Uh we've got a show tonight. Uh so we'll talk about that on the show tonight. Uh Martin says, uh gifted five memberships. We appreciate Bart, the gifted, appreciate that. Thank <laughs> gifted you, sir. membership. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Five whole memberships. Check your email. Uh, uh, for those gifted memberships that Martin just gave, Lisa Wise comes in and says, Auburn fans should never boo, in my opinion. I agree. Lisa, people are human though. Uh, and so there will be some fans uh, that will be upset enough uh, to rain down the boo birds if different decisions aren't made. Corey Weber says, Robbie was obviously here in the spring. How can he not have a full grasp of the passing game? I don't believe it. Um, I don't think I, the passing game existed in the spring. I think they were just getting guys in, teaching I, fundamentals and, and starting to implement system. I don't think it was a fully developed offense. He and and was it Philip Montgomery? They mm-hmm. he they had not started to ideate and create what this was going to be yet. That's what I think. Yeah, he said that all spring too. But but ultimately, it's football. He can he can throw the football at a clip well enough to keep Auburn in games because we saw him do it last year, and he's got a healthy shoulder this year. So we'll see if he gets a chance to show off that brand new healthy shoulder. Uh, Bankroll Block A says, I can't lie, I don't approve of booing, but if the coach is going to keep spitting in fans' faces, hey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This comment is why I brought that up about, Mm. you know, will there be backlash? Forget the booing, just backlash. Um, if there is not a change made, um, be during LSU, 
there was a lot of obvious frustration uh, from invested onlookers about pulling Robbie again at the times that they pulled him. Um, after halftime, I thought, you know, if he has any success here, they're probably going to roll with him for the rest of the game. It's pretty clear Thorne is not going to uh, be effective at a level that's going to keep Auburn competitive. He had one good drive after halftime. However, Auburn ended up losing 48-18, to 18, a little worse than I had predicted. Yeah. What uh, I don't know if I would characterize it as spitting in fans' faces, but certainly it's tough to see the same decisions being made over and over again. Right. For the same results. <laughs> right. 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 So right. that's what he's talking about here. Any comment on this? If we lose by double digits and they started or played Peyton Thorne predominantly more, more, than, more than they did Robbie Ashford, a, a lot of what the, 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 the self-assessment that takes place after games and, and took place during the bye week that Hugh Freeze has talked about, it won't matter how close things may have looked on tape or how the conversations went or how the week of practice went. None of that is going to matter. If you roll out here after six games of basically the same thing and come out here and and lose a game again and don't play a guy who has looked better with his allotment of snaps than the other guy has, I think the fan base is going to be on fire if that happens. Yeah, and to be clear, that's not a ton. Uh, like, Robert Ashford has 22 pass attempts on the season. Yeah. Um, so he's had to try to find a way to make a difference. Um with little to no chance to make an impact. Um, certainly, la- I mean, he did all he could, three of four. He gave him four attempts. He completed three of them. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he could do much more than that with those opportunities. P-Pass says, I'm the founding member of the Peyton Thor Redemption Tour. Someone has to be, so I will be there. The tour may be over by 7.15. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, P-Pass says he's got 15 minutes worth of patience uh, for uh, Auburn's current starting quarterback tk says robbie knows the offense and he did in the spring um remember coach Hugh freeze presser after the spring accolades for his reads in a monsoon and a beautiful seam pass yeah uh robbie up the seam is 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 money him passing up the pass yeah crazy yeah yeah he can throw that pass uh they talked about doing more things that work and doing less things that don't I think maybe it is just that simple. Just do it with a different guy. Uh, Knox Cleveland says, I hope it's not another thing where the boosters are telling them to keep playing Thorn. I don't know about boosters, but I will tell you this. I ha- It has crossed my mind whether NIL has an effect on this, right? Um, now, he was pretty public about the truck he got uh, from the Chevy dealership, I think it was, in town. And uh, you know, ultimately, you hope that money decisions are not influencing who starts. Uh, that is your pro football at that point. <laughs> yeah, your pro football, and I like college the way it is. Uh, next comment yeah. is from Steve Bradley: Is Thorn under warranty? If so, he needs to be returned. Hope they still got the receipt. Uh, I'm going to say he's not under warranty because he didn't get his truck from Lynch Toyota. <laughs> we know they got lifetime warranties over there. That's Chevy Dakota <laughs> warranty, Brian. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, no, not in the warranty. Uh, gonna have to find a way to get something out of them. Lisa Daniel says, "I'm watching from home. I gave my tickets to my son. When things go left, I can turn it off. You can't walk out when you spend money." Um, fan, uh, you know, the reason why I put this comment up was fan, fan interest and engagement. 
it felt like at the beginning of the year, there was no, everyone was hype. Recruiting is right. going well. Right, right, right. You know, they're just like, yo, there's nowhere to go but up. And they cut a hole in the ground and went down offensively. <laughs> Literally. They found the floor yeah. and cut a hole in it, B. Uh, how much does this win mean to the in- overall enthusiasm of the fan base? Um, this win means a lot to the fan base. And I, I can tell you this being in town, being on the streets every day, the crowd starts to thin once Auburn starts losing football games. And we're not talking about game day crowds. I'm talking about if I go out at a time when people are not uh, in classes, if it's somewhere between five and yeah. nine o'clock, like, success of the football team has an effect on the attitude and the, and the, the spirits of the city. Yeah. And one, this is why, uh, to the last comment, I don't think boosters are like, play my guy no matter what, because I put this much in the NIL collective to make sure you could get them, so you got to play them. This is why. Because the boosters know that, and everybody who's ever looked at these numbers know that recruitment of regular college students depends on success and the visibility of the football program. Every time we have a spike in football, we have a spike in enrollment. We have a spike in, in the city and the resources. And everybody who owns a business in the city knows that money goes up. Boosters don't want to tank the success of Auburn as a community just to play one dude because I like that dude. That's not what they want to do. They want Auburn to succeed. Now, they may want their dude to be the reason why Auburn succeeds. But at this point, we have seen something isn't working there. And I think anybody who may have been very invested would be willing to go ahead and part ways with the idea that Thorne has to be the starter. The city depends on, if we can't beat a very good LSU team, a decent Texas A&M team, a very good Georgia team, we, we've had very three strong opponents to start SEC play. And I think everybody knows that. We He's been given a, a bit of grace for how those turned out as far as wins and losses. They were much uglier losses than they had to be. And that's where all the griping comes in. But here we have a team that is maybe really good, maybe good, but this is not an elite team. This is not a team that's so much more talented yep. than us. This is the one team and at home where you go, okay, they they are not leagues ahead of us. They are not. Win this game. Because now, if you don't, you're telling me we're only potentially better than Vandy and Mississippi State and New Mexico State? Yeah, we'd be going bowling, but the prospects of who we are as a program change if you can at least beat an Ole Miss team when they are good. You should be able to beat an Ole Miss team when they are good. The other teams have had a head start in recruiting and all those things that you talked about. Ole Miss has not. Beat Ole Miss, you. Because people are going to start jumping off the ship if you don't beat Ole Miss. Yeah, no. Uh, Justin Thomas says I'm a young guy, but I'm still in the booing stage. If they roll out another boo boo performance, um, <laughs> she's going. Oh, so funny. Uh, uh, boo if it's boo boo. Uh, gotcha, Justin. Um, look, I'm not in. I'm not. I'm not in favor of booing kids. But right. I wholly support booing millionaires that are paid to make these decisions because sometimes that to booing is a form of accountability. Yeah. The people who the reason you can make six million dollars a year coaching Auburn football is because of the people who show the passion and interest and show up to the games. And, and when they're telling you do something different um, 
or figure it out or we're not happy. Uh, booing is one of the only forums they have to do that. I'd rather that than slinging slander on social media. Uh, but that's right. just me. Uh, right. James Barnett, if Payne Thorne plays horrible, we will get he will get booed, even though uh, they shouldn't. At the same time, if Robbie answers the game, the stadium will explode. Just saying. Um, you know how they say the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy on campus. Yeah. Um, well, that's true uh, when it's below standard. I, 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 I still think no matter who goes out there, they got to find something that works. And I'm not sure the coaches have done that just yet. Um, so find something these guys can execute. TK says Jordan Harris Stadium is magic at night. And we've willed wins in there before. You and I have witnessed the same for years. Agreed. Um, yeah. Weird things happen in this game. Uh, we're, yeah, we're going to make a prediction and it's going to be wrong because <laughs> in Jordan Hare, anything can happen. Uh, last comment here before we get out of here. Stephen Finch says, I just want the common sense to who has the hot hand to play in that person. Um, the either drive, I, I essentially just whoever's hot, leave them in. Yeah. That's what this comment is about. Who's ever hot, leave them in. I don't yeah. think, um, I don't think the quarterbacks, I think the quarterback switching has probably been amongst the most baffling of decisions that's been made um, by this coaching staff being. So they've got to figure out a way to get the right guy in the game, keep him in the game, and then give him a chance. Because ultimately, I'll close on this. It makes me wonder how, what is it going to take for Robbie Ashford to get a chance right. to do this this year? A real yeah. chance, right? Not as a package guy. Uh, but as the guy, and how bad does it have to get before they make the switch? I've said this before. I'll say it again. If I gave my last year of eligibility to this staff, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be mad. Right? I'd yeah. be mad. Uh, guys, want to appreciate everybody. I want to thank everybody for joining the Morning Drop here with me and my guy, B-Will. We'll be back at you Friday uh, with more Morning Drop. Uh, so look out for everything that we've got coming on the podcast network. We've got a lot of great content coming in audio-only format. B, we're signing off. As always, War Eagle. War Eagle. Drop.